Welcome to this podcast series from my book, Leadership Starts With You, A Leader's Quest to Leadership Excellence. My name is Whitney Brayer, and I'm the author of this business novel. Yeah, it's a novel. It's a story. It's a story. It's the journey of Kathleen Battlefield and her quest to become a better leader, and maybe it will become your quest as well. In this podcast, we'll take a closer look at high-performing teams and the connection to leadership excellence. How do you define leadership excellence? In the first chapter of the book, Spencer, the CEO of Battlefield Harvesters, asks his daughter this question. He asks Kathleen, why do you want to become a leader? His daughter Kathleen was speechless for a moment, which is which rarely happens to her, and she had to do some serious soul searching to find an answer. It took her on a journey around the world to get that. So my question for you, are you a manager, a team leader, a supervisor, a leader, even as a team member? Leading yourself is the name of the game. A team is more than the sum of his individual members. Team members and leaders should understand that as a team, they can accomplish a task that is impossible for individuals to accomplish. What do teams need to ultimately achieve their goals? Studies have shown that one of the things that teams need is a positive working environment, a positive climate. Leadership excellent means taking responsibility and creating a working environment where people enjoy coming to work. A place where they not only feel safe expressing their opinions, but also where their opinions are valued by them and their colleagues. It's a place where there's no room for gossip or derogatory chats about another person, whether this is an online setting or in a physical office environment. It's a climate where issues are not swept under the carpet, but addressed openly, respectfully, and promptly. From Monday to Friday, teams spend more time together than with their own families or their partners or their friends. The workplace can be viewed as an extended family in this sense. If people work day after day in a toxic environment with gossip, lack of trust, and constant mutual hurt, (laughs) they will not perform at their best. So what else do we know about successful teams? Well, we know that they have to have a, positive, a positivity ratio of three to one. Hey, hey, what, 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 what was that? A positivity ratio? Hey, what's that? Well, this term positivity ratio comes from the research of Dr. Lozada, a former professor at the University of Michigan who specialized in organizational development. And he also loved numbers. And for years, he researched high-performing, successful teams, teams in the organizations that have always seemed to achieve their goals, teams in which sick leave or the number of conflicts and turnovers or quiet quitting was very, very low, teams that were innovative and creative and profitable at the end of the day. He asked himself, what do these teams do differently than low-performing or mediocre teams? What is their secret? Is it just a coincidence or luck? Or is there something other teams can learn here and intentionally implement or put into action? This breakthrough, the answer to this question, came in 2005 
Lozada invited 60 teams to his research center at the University of Michigan. In advance, he knew quite a bit about each team and each team member, and he had done his research before they showed up. He had access to 360-degree feedback surveys on each person, customer satisfaction surveys, profit, profitability, yes, show me the money, <laughs> sick leave, fluctuation, etc. Now, they had to travel to him. He couldn't go to them because Lozada had in his office, in his research area, a one-way mirror set up on the back of the room. So in this setting, the teams came in, sat down in kind of a fictive meeting room. There was a table, chairs in there, maybe a flip chart, there was an overhead projector and a whiteboard, etc. And the teams had only one task. And that was to hold their normal team meeting and it needed to last somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes. Now this one-way mirror, remember, <laughs> it's like uh, behind the mirror were his research assistants. They were counting things, observing, videotaping, etc. Each one had a separate task and none of his research assistants knew about the teams coming in. They had no access to the data he had collected because he wanted to do this kind of like a blind study, at least for them. So now, after evaluating all the data, that's 60 teams coming in with 60 to 90 minute meetings being recorded, Lazada was amazed because there was a winner. There was one clear thing that distinguished high-performing, successful teams from the rest of the pack. It was their drum roll, <laughs> language. It was how they talked to each other and exchanged ideas. And from this, the positivity ratio has emerged. Dr. Lozado explains this magic number as follows. He says, now imagine this, there's an upward spiral and a downward spiral in life. And the middle of the spiral is called the tipping point. It's like a seesaw on a playground. And this tipping point between the upward and downward spiral is critical. Now he asks, what has to happen or what needs to be in place for a team or a person to be pulled up into the spiral that's motivating, energetic, where teams talk to each other, they work together, they integrate ideas and they respect each other. Well, the answer is this happiness quotient, if you want to, or this positivity ratio, if you want to move into this upward spiral, you need a ratio of three to one. Now, this means three positive statements or comments for every critical or negative one. Now, what does Lozado and his research fellows mean by positive statements or positive expressions? These are positive, supportive, appreciative, encouraging, and yes, respectful expressions. And this also includes, for example, asking open-ended questions to learn from each other, show interest, show a bit of humility that you don't know all the answers. It involves things like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Oh, I haven't considered that before. Thank you for sharing. And people and teams with less than two positive statements for each negative one were on this tipping point. 
and one negative statement could easily send the meeting and the climb of the team into a downward toxic spiral. Now, successful teams whine and gripe and nag much, much less than low-performing teams. Do these kind of successful teams have blinders? Do they block out reality? Do they just smile everything away and deny any problems in their life? Do they gloss over everything? No, quite the opposite. They do see obstacles, crises, and challenges with a bit of realistic optimism. They reflect on their words and do not waste their time and energy on whining or self-pity. So that's my homework assignment for you for this podcast. How do people talk to each other on your team? What kind of statements do you notice in the meetings, whether they're virtual meetings or face-to-face? And by the way, this is also reflected not just in your team meetings. It's reflected in emails, phone calls, conversations around the coffee pot, on the way to the cafeteria, in one-on-one meetings, etc. This language is prevalent everywhere. High-performing teams move into an upward spiral. They have positive expressions. They encourage each other. They care about each other. They don't have on blinders and pretend everything's going well. They address challenges in a respectful way. So that's your homework. Listen carefully to your next team meeting. How do people talk to each other? What's your personal assessment? And what is the ratio between positive and negative statements or between open and closed questions? And perhaps even more importantly, what was your contribution to that meeting? And just one last note before we close, you know, a family, a marriage, or a partnership is also a team. You can find a team in many areas of life, on the sports field, in the company, and also at home. The way you talk and listen to each other has an impact. You can find more about this um, this exercise on pages 26 to 30 of the book if you're curious. So grow your life, grow your team, grow your business. And remember, the next episode is about part two of high-performing teams. So just know that successful teams are not born. They go through different development phases. I'll see you then, and good luck with your positivity ratio in your own team.